Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you Inky Savages are joining us for the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast, episode number 135. So I want to tell you a quick story. And this actually, believe it or not, leads into sponsorships. So don't fast forward because it's an interesting story. I actually got everybody in my office hooked on BRL Coffee from BRLCoffeeCo.com. No, I mean it. They were using some sort of coffee brand from somewhere. I think it was just this cheapy coffee. It wasn't nearly as good as my bowl and basket coffee. Not even close. And they have a coffee maker. So I reached out to my good friend Neil over at BRLCoffeeCo.com and I said, hey Neil, hook it up. So he hooked it up, he sent over some coffee, they tried it. Everybody in the building thought it's the most delicious smelling coffee ever created in the history of anything ever created ever. So now, World's guess best. what they're doing? Yep. What they're doing on a regular basis is they're using coupon code ROY at checkout to earn themselves extra savings on all products on the BRLCoffeeCo.com website. Getting coffee that I think I've been thoroughly made fun of, drink more coffee than anybody. They think I eat more red meat and drink more coffee than anyone they've ever known ever in the history of anybody ever known. So do me a favor, check out brlcoffeeco.com at brlcoffeeco.com. They got great coffee and don't forget to use coupon code ROY at checkout. It's true, They uh, the other day I went to Outback Steakhouse while at work on a lunch break and I ordered steak, the 15 ounce ribeye. And I got two of them because I was feeling extra hungry. Speaking of steak, <laughs> the next sponsor I want to talk about is Luxury Brands of America. What's so funny? How are we tying steak with Luxury Brands of America now? I, I'm, I'm eager. I'm hoping you got something good for me. Because it's made of meat and so is the Giro, Girologio, Girologio leather that is built in and used to make the Girologio leather pen cases. The Girologio leather is one of the best leather companies for your pens. Sporting pen cases ranging from single pen cases to a massive 96 pen briefcase of pens. And yes, it is an actual briefcase. When you're looking to purchase a new storage solution for your pens, check out Girologio. Girologio. Is that how you say it? Girologio? Girologio. You'll be glad you did. And if you're going to buy them, make sure you pick them up at the greatest and best retailer ever created in the history of anything ever created. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Hold up What's just that? a second because – Wait, up. what's up? What's up? Girologio is not at a, another retailer that you're going to just about to mention. So it's what? not there just yet. So Is it going to be? I would say so. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's at the time where we're doing a lot of stuff with making the catalog and it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to add a new product line at this particular moment. So, okay. Well, it's going to be at the greatest and best retailer ever created in the history of anything ever created ever <laughs> goldspotpens.com. And I need you guys to check out and continue using the affiliate link for Goldspot Pens in the description below to make your pen purchases, whether it's for a future Girologio case or present, meaning current, Waldman fountain or pen. Bennu or uh, Noodlers, perhaps. All of those awesome products. Yeah. Any products, fountain pen related. Even ballpoint pen related. I got a story about ballpoint. Well, I was pens. just going with I was just going with whatever luxury brands distribute. So that's oh, why I was. Well, luxury brands has ballpoint pens. Yeah, there that right. division is called yeah. the not so luxury brands. <laughs> the so check out, brands. yeah, the unluxury brand. Check out luxury brands of America. Check out the Girologio leather pen cases. And also make sure you check out our good friends over at Goldspot Pens using the affiliate link that you guys have been doing and supporting me. It is much appreciated at Goldspot Pens. You know, if you actually, if you type in goldspotpens.com, it re redirects you to goldspot.com. But why do that? Why do all that typing when I can just give you a link that you can click on and be sure to use coupon code ROY at checkout for an additional savings on most products on the Goldspot website just in the description don't, below. Don't. 
make it any shorter than that because if you go from goldspot pens to goldspot.com but then if you want to go even smaller than that and say gspot.com that will not lead you to goldspot.com right you're going to get something else with that you're going to get something else entirely so but you could just avoid all the confusion by clicking on the affiliate link found in the description below and make life easy and it supports me it supports tom it supports good old luxury brands of america it supports it keeps everybody. the world keeps the it, world going there you go. It keeps the world going. It supports everybody except for BRL, BRLCoffeeCo.com, unless you go to BRLCoffeeCo.com. I am myself enjoying a cup of BRLCoffeeCo.com coffee in my mug here. So please check out my sponsors. And once again, thanks for joining us for episode number 135 of the Penboy Boy Pentertainment Podcast. Before we get started with this week's episode of the podcast, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I. So be forewarned, we have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage I am incapable. There's something about ballpoint pens. I am completely and entirely incapable of not losing ballpoint pens. Someone gave me a ballpoint pen recently, and it was a nice pen. I feel like I immediately lost it. And it's not because I threw it in the trash, which would be a reasonable re reaction. I was just thinking to myself, you know what? I'll hang on to this because it's a really nice ballpoint pen. I mean, it wasn't like in the hundreds of dollars. It was like maybe in the sub $10, but above but you know what kind $5. Of pen it was? What's that? You know what kind of pen it was? I, I don't want to say out loud because that person... There's a high uh, likelihood that he actually listens to the podcast uh, or watches okay. the podcast. Well, so I don't want that him to know. narrows it down significantly to begin with because how many people just decide to randomly give you a ballpoint pen? Good point, but I'm going to find it. But it was a it was a Zebra F701. Okay. Do you know what those are? Yeah, they're ones you could find at Staples or Office right. or something like right. that. I immediately lost it and I feel terrible about it. I mean, it's somewhere in my office. I just don't know where. But it's not because it's a ballpoint pen. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. Not because it's a ballpoint pen, but because it's kind of like, hey, new guy, everybody on in this cool team over here, they use these pens. So here's here's one for you, even though you're not part of this particular group. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I really appreciate it. And he gave it to me. And within <laughs> Do you seconds... know anything about me? <laughs> <laughs> right. So... I, I took it with grace. I was like, oh, this is great. This is cool. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And and then it's almost as if it just vanished into thin air at the moment. Like, I put it right in my shirt pocket. Now I got to sneeze. Hold on. Now, do you actually... <coughs> bless you. Do you. you put your ballpoint pens anywhere different than you would put your fountain pens? Do you put them... Would you put them in, like, let's say the same pen cases or in the same part of the bag? Or are you relegating them to another area of wherever it is that you put things and that's the reason why they end up getting lost that's a possibility maybe it's because i don't include them in my pen cases right so i use until i can get my hands on a g rollo <laughs> i use the esterbrook nooks the nooks yeah and i typically only put fountain pens in those mm -hmm. so and doesn't it Maybe feel weird why. to, you know, let's say you're putting the certain caliber of pens in a pen case. Let's so say you've got a Leonardo, a uh, you know, a few Conklins, a Estabrook. You know, you got a you got a variety of different pens, and they range, but they are generally more on the expensive side. Right. And then you you were to encounter a pen like a Zebra, <clears throat> and you wouldn't feel, I guess, right putting it alongside those other pens of that caliber or class. Is, or would you feel that same way? Or I, It's like it feels weird in the same way it would feel weird if you dropped off a goldfish to a daycare center. Right? Like, it doesn't belong. Okay. Like... I don't know how much daycare centers cost. I don't have kids. You would know better than I do. I but never I, actually. I was I'm fortunate enough never to have had to use a daycare center. So okay. So let's say it costs, I don't know, two hundred dollars a week for a daycare center. Would you send your goldfish 
to a daycare center. But you know are you saying? are you putting the zebra pen up in like are you you ha- you don't have to pay for its storage to hang out with the rest of the uh, the pens in the Estabrook Nook? Yeah, but you have to pay for the storage. So like the the storage container, the Nook is the daycare center. My fountain pens in the Nook are children, valuable children, and ballpoint pens. They're kind of like, I guess. I mean, if I had a goldfish, I would value the goldfish, but you would. I, I probably wouldn't value it as much as a child. I can say that with I don't know the, with the intensity that you were a fish keeping, you know, uh, especially with uh, uh, when you when you were first getting into it, it just seemed like uh, that they were kind of surrogates for children. Yes, but that's because I don't have. Well, listen, if. If I came to a situation where Thanos wearing the Infinity Gauntlet is like, Roy, somebody must swallow your goldfish or this child will vanish. I'm going to be like, hey, listen, Tom, sorry, you're going to have to swallow my goldfish. And that's if it's anybody's <laughs> child. I don't care whose child it is. That that fish is going to have to be, get swallowed by Tom because I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, as I take care of my stuff and I take care of my pets, I probably wouldn't value like i wouldn't choose the value of a child more like less than a goldfish having said that though if someone broke into my house and they threatened the lives of any one of my three cats they're dead <laughs> they're dead the, the that person breaking in is is just going to be missing it's going to be cat food it's no no, no he's not, not the the break-in person isn't worthy of being cat food they would be a person would I'd buy a small portable wood chipper and then over a course of a week he's getting flushed in the toilet wow. to eliminate all evidence. Nice. Mm. Shouldn't have broken in and threatened my cats, bitch. So what other and, pens have you lost? I mean you you actually technically you just recently lost the Kuridas. I'm still not over that. Or the pilot vanishing point. Still not over that. Still not over it. It's almost painful to think about. It's not almost painful. It is painful to think about because I really enjoyed that pen. And I am almost now facing what seems like gun shyness. Like I'm diff- I'm having a difficult time inking up a pen and taking it to work because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm afraid it's going to find itself missing. But in all fairness, I was so wrapped up in studying that I just don't even have any recollection of at what point or where it is I lost the Kuridas. I'm sorry, the vanishing point. The Kuridas I do remember because it was right after the exam and it was just from hustling to get to the car, jump into the car and I'm running down the streets and stuff. I even threw out my driver's license accidentally. I remember telling you that story. At first I thought I threw out the Kuridas. It's not the case. I actually threw I actually put it in my pocket and then I'm running and it must have just bounced out and I didn't even realize it. So mm-hmm. but man, that that blue blue balls and I'm just really upset about those two. But there's bigger things to be upset about. Like for example, I read something very upsetting the other day. I didn't know this and I just found out. Did you know that if you just like dumped a hippopotamus in the middle of the ocean, he'll sink straight down to the bottom and he won't be able to reach the top. I guess so. Yeah. That's that's uh, a fucked up way to kill a hippopotamus. In, in what scenario are you going through that length to subject a hippopotamus to such a fate? I I don't know, but whoever does that is an asshole. Why would you do that to a hippopotamus? But the point is very assholey. Yeah. Right. Right. Why would you just take a hippo? So hippopotamuses, they generally swim in shallow waters and rivers and stuff, right? Somewhere where they can actually jump from the bottom of the surface, propel themselves up and reach the top, breathe and go back down. And then they can hold their breath for a really long time. But if you Mm -hmm. just plunk a hippopotamus in the middle of the ocean, he's just going to go straight down to the bottom and he's not going to be able to run to a shallow area fast enough. He'll drown. And they can't swim up. They're not good swimmers. Even though they have webbed feet, they're not good at swimming like fish, right? So he's stuck at the bottom. That's a really cruel way to to off a hippopotamus. And I was thinking that, I was wondering that because you see like hippopotamuses in pictures and videos where they're in ponds, lakes, rivers. 
I've never seen one in an ocean, so I googled, can hippopotamuses survive in the ocean? <laughs> and then that's when you got upset. Yeah, because it, it, one of the things I googled was, that's exactly what I googled, and then the answer that came up was a scenario, well actually the Google search yielded results, and the Google search shows what happens if you drop a hippopotamus in the middle of the ocean? And then I'm just thinking to myself, that's just messed up. Why would you do that? That is so messed up. Right? And that, you know, that was something that just came out of a very curious question. And then all of a sudden you just got yourself a little blue right there. I got worked up about the idea that somebody would possibly do that, even though I think in the history of humanity, nobody has been able to take a live hippopotamus, a full-grown hippopotamus. It just sounds like an extraordinary waste of resources. Right. Like and someone energy. has to be very, very malicious to do that to a hippopotamus. Right. Or super strong, too, because hippos are really, really heavy. Well, that, and then also you have to take it out to the middle of the ocean, mm -hmm. where it's deep enough where it's not going to come to the shore. Right. So, like, so. there's no scenario where that will happen and it it's an accident. Right, because you're not going to accidentally shuffle a hippopotamus onto a boat, then accidentally ride that boat out into the middle of the ocean, and then accidentally tip them overboard. But I wouldn't I'm even just... do it for science. Like sometimes you do some weird things for science, where you subject like you know poor innocent beings to whatever type of environment to glean some sort of scientific learning. There's nothing scientific about that. That's just basically straight up just being bad to that hippopotamus right but but then that makes me wonder how would the how would the writer of the answer know that hippopotamuses can't live in the ocean that Did is they true. try right yeah well, like there has to be some sort of like attempt i guess at testing this hypothesis right so I wonder how they know that hippopotamuses can't live at the bottom of the ocean. Someone needs to investigate the author of that answer. Figure out what's going on with hippos and that guy. You know, it would be terrifying as if the hippopotamus was actually able to live at the bottom of the ocean. And Why then would that be terrifying? like crossbred with an octopus. So you would have an octahippopotamus or <laughs> Octop <a> hippopotamus puss. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your new... Hippopus. <laughs> that should be, you know what though? You should expand the inktopus and make a a hippo a hippopus hippopotamus <laughs> hippopus hippopus inktopotamus. Oh, right, that dude, one down. write that down, inktopotamus, and it's, you got to start making your own ink wells in the shape of a hippo and call it the inktopotamus. Inktopotamus, like yeah. Inktopotamus, and it then it sounds gotta... like a Greek philosopher, perhaps. Like... <laughs> yeah, Inktopotamus, and it's going to be like a new inkwell. It's going to be a companion product to the Inktopus. You're going to have to get Vanessa to paint a picture of it for you somehow. Okay. Or you should draw it yourself. Right now, is this is this an inkwell that let's say you could like tip it a certain way and you could be able to get more of the ink is that what we're kind of going for like a really functional type of design that's kind of bulbous looking like kind of like a hippo would be i don't know it's your oh, we're not thinking that far okay i was i was thinking visually i'm trying to think visually to conceive what the inktopotamus inkwell would look like well the inktopotamus would look like a little hippo mm -hmm. the mouth is open and then you unscrew the cap inside the mouth, which is a little dangly thing that looks like a speed bag in the back of your throat, maybe. <laughs> and then you shove the pen down its throat, right? Or just, just make the inktopotamus just the cap, the head of an octopus. I'm sorry, hippopotamus with hippopotamus. his mouth open, you know? Or you know what? Just make it a regular bottle with like the label that says inktopotamus. Something. I like it. The name is just great. Or make it like <laughs> the actual figure of a hippopotamus with kind of like, you know how the Visconti inkwell has that seal where you jam in the pen, it gets right airtight sealed, something like that, but put that on the butt. So it looks like you're jamming <laughs> the pen straight into the 
hippopotamus's butt. Yes. Right. Obviously, no, obviously, there's a gaping hole in the market. Yeah, I get it. For, <laughs> for such a product. <laughs> mm. No, but I'm serious about the Inktopotamus. Mm -hmm. You should definitely make a companion product because the Inktopus is all by himself. Yeah. The is there any? Is there any other animals that have puss in it, like the Inktopus, Inktopotamus, platypus, platypus? Mm -hmm. That one can be the. I don't know. There's, there's the. Was it a pussy willow? Would be the uh, other puss I'm thinking of. Or are you making that up? No, it's a pussy willow. It's like a, it's like a type of tree, right? Yeah, but that's not an animal that jives with the inktopus. Oh, it's it's still just a organism, I guess. I don't know. It's just something that has the word puss in it. So. I mean, it just jives with the inktopus. It doesn't have to be puss. But I think the inktopotamus is something good. You should create a new character and make a new product out of it. Okay. Whatever it is. A sticker, maybe a sticker at first, but then ink, inkwell will come later on. Yeah. Inktopus. Yeah. I like it. Or a new design just for the pen cases, the pen sleeves. Right? Okay. Introduce a new character, the inktopus. The inktopotamus. Inktopotamus. The there's so many, so many like, like dissected words being put with ink. I forgot which is which now. I'm confused. So There's we're talking about an hippopotamus that's now inked. And so we have an right. inktopotamus. Yeah. Yeah, the inktopotamus. Maybe it'll just be like the footprint of a hippopotamus sticker. No, mm -hmm. but then you got to make a character just like the inktopus. And I think that's through... I think that's the key. It has to be a mm -hmm. a really fun, cool character that also likes ink. Right, fountain pens. So something like a hippopotamus holding a fountain pen covered in ink or something like that. Yeah. But not the or... not the half-bred like octopus and hippo combination because i think that no. just might be too visually jarring for people right but maybe just the hippopotamus holding a fountain pen covered in ink something like that or or a hippopotamus you know how hippopotamuses like to wallow in the water just a hippopotamus wallowing in a little inkwell oh that's cute i like right? that yeah yeah because because they like to like just bathe and shit themselves all day long so you it could, could just be like the inkwell, and it's just got the hippo just kind of chilling in the uh, in the top yeah. of the ink. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Right, I like that too. I'm stealing these ideas, by the way. Well, I'm they're all being stolen. So you don't have to steal them. Just just market it as great ideas that you came up with on your own. It'll be, but it'll uh, it'll have like the Penboy Roy logo or something on it. <laughs> Or it could be him eating a Pinboy Roy logo with a big smile on his face. Now, I was thinking because we were talking about the hippopotamus and how violent that they are. Mm -hmm. I was thinking you, we could play on that and just have the hippopotamus, like, snapping a fountain pen in half with, like, ink going all over the place. Like, do something really crazy like that, too. Yeah, that might f look freaky, but nothing looks more freaky than the previous iteration of the Inktopus that you put up. Remember, it looked like an angry alien that just, like, slaughtered people with ink splats all over the place? That was the that was the, the anime-style Yeah, do you Inktopus, have that? Is yeah. there a way you can put that up on the screen so that everybody uh, can see? I think I can. Yeah, that I'll was just a... Dis here. That was such a disturbing iteration of your creation. Let's see. Let's see if I could share this on here yeah i'm glad that you you gave up on that one i'm pretty sure it gave many children nightmares there, there it, is. it is oh look at that thing it that that's not bad art i'm not saying whoever drew that drew poorly i'm just saying whoever drew that it scared the fucking shit out of me because it just looked <laughs> like this weird creature this alien slaughtered all kinds of people and there's blood everywhere of different colors and stuff I just was, I, you know, the Inktopus is usually drawn in a very, like, friendly, cartoony, you know, very, very non-offensive sort of way. But I wanted a version that was kind of, like, badass. You know, it just looked like it was not taking any shit from anybody. So that that was where this came from. 
Yeah, so it looks like he doesn't take any shit from anybody. As a matter of fact, if you give him even a little shit, he's going to throat you with that pen. <laughs> and you're going to just vomit and bleed, and then your spleen will splatter bile. That's all. The, that's the green. And you'll piss yourself, which accounts for the yellow, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, that there's a good narrative here. So the top of the head is vomit. The <laughs> side of the head, the red, is, is blood. blood. Yeah. The stabbing in the stomach caused bile juices to come out. It's and the uh, green and the green. And then, and yeah, then the pee could be the yellow the stuff. Pee, yeah, pissing yourself yellow. Great yeah. job with this icon, man. You just told a great story to children out there. And you're supposed <laughs> well, it's to be a good thing a... that children don't watch this or listen to this podcast. So That's true. There you do go. You remember, do you remember when we met my nieces at the DC Pen Show a couple of years ago? Yes. You you gave them entertainment stickers and you're like, don't listen to this show. Don't, don't even. No. <laughs> I, know it, you, I know it's your uncle, but don't listen to this show. This is not for you. Yep. That's uh, that's the kind of the same advice I give to my own kids. Uh, they're, yeah. Because they know I go and do this and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I mean, they're not really interested in pretty much any of the content that I put out. Let's just say that right. if I did, if I did it to get the attention of my kids, if I did anything on Instagram, anything on YouTube or, or the po- podcast to get the attention of my kids, I have failed miserably. Right. They have right. no interest in being like, Oh, daddy just posted a new video, whatever. They don't, they don't care. So, mm. but I, but occasionally they've Oh, like, you know, you do the, you do the podcast. Like, could we listen? I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> not, You're not, not allowed. No, just take their smartphones and throw it into the street. No, I mean, it's not happening. Maybe we should do well next week. Is it next week or is it the following week? Let me look at the calendar. Uh, today is the 20th or 21st. So it would be two weeks from now. Are you talking about the guest? Yeah. In two weeks, we're having a a cool episode. That's going to be very, every child can listen to it. Right. Because hopefully. We're gonna aim for yeah, that. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have a highly intellectual professional on the show. So there won't be any butthole talk or shoving pens in hippopotamus butts mentioned <laughs> on in two weeks. We're gonna conduct ourselves with the utmost professionalism. I'm gonna see Speaking if I can of- wear a suit. Maybe I'll you wear know what, I will, you know what we up. should what we should both do we should both do that we should both wear suits because she's a doctor you know and very intelligent very brilliant we should just wear suits and then at some point both get up with like boxer shorts on <laughs> <laughs> or you instantly know not family friendly anymore <laughs> instantly we went from the PG status to PG thirteen, right. and then as you walk away, like the cat like jumps onto your boxers, and you see a right. butt cheek, and it's just like, nope, now we're rated R. And then, That's it. And then we'll see her reaction, see how she handles it. She's like, wait a minute, what? What the hell is wrong with this, these people? They're both wearing suits, but not no pants. Or we should get the same suit. You wear the pants, and I'll wear the oh my jacket. God. Right, and then we'll both just like walk around in front of the screen so she can see that we're both sharing. But it has to be something blatant. Like we have to get like a weird, like purple colored Joker suit. You have to get like the yeah. You have to get a type of suit that uh, Harry and Lloyd uh, wore in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, should we send her a shirt so that she can wear it for the show? I don't think she would. Well, if she's not going to, then I wouldn't bother. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, need to be, make I, sure we save those shirts for, <laughs> for the for, for the for many one. people. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's still like what ninety of them of a hundred left, right? There's, I, I think we're in this. Honestly, I think we're in the sixties. So we're we're wow. getting there. Yeah. It's only been like two years, so amazing. They, it may end up falling into vintage wear at a right. certain point. So, and then that, and at that point, we could charge whatever we want because I mean, they're just going to be right. hit. I was going to ask you: Are we going to the October show, the Long Island Pen is Show together? St- is that still going on? As far as I know, fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth. Did you hear about it getting canceled? No, I just, I just didn't know. So it's the fourteenth to the sixteenth. Yeah. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm probably going on the Saturday. Are you I going? See, 
I have to, I have to, because like ever since the kids went back to school, life has been just all about all the things that the kids do. So it's like the school, the like, mm-hmm. like I have the reason why we're recording a little bit earlier than usual is that I have back to school night uh, to go to for like two hours. The kids have got like practice. They've uh, for soccer. One son does travel, and then the, both of them do rec. And then my daughter's doing cross country, and and then like on top of that, it's it's just crazy. So that's like Columbus Day weekend, right? No, I think it's the week okay. after. No, okay, so that's the week after. Okay, right. Yeah, I think we're good. Oh, surprise! Fifth, the fifteenth. Yeah, that's a Saturday. Ooh, I think we're actually good. Oh, nice. Because rec games are usually on Saturday. I don't. I don't care. I just want to know Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't can't wait for this conversation to be over. What game? Rec game? Rec, like a rec soccer game, recreation. So that's they both play on the same rec team. So that's why Mm. I say recreation. It's like it's like for it's for fun. It's not the super competitive stuff. That's usually the travel stuff. So why isn't it not super competitive? Because it's more, it's, it's more for, it's for, it's for all, it's kind of like intramural, if you're familiar with that in, in college, where mm-hmm. it's just like anybody could join in and it's like girls, boys, like it's co-ed. So it's like, you, you know, you just go for having fun and exercise and you learn some of the skills, but it's not super competitive where like, we're like, oh, they separate the girls and the boys and then the, all the boys have to be born of this year and they have to. You know, that that stuff could be, like, pretty far out there in terms of being competitive, but the recreational stuff is just more for fun and learning how to play the sport. So it's essentially lax practice, then. Yeah, but but it still is organized games, so it's kind of like having pickup games, but it's organized. Okay. And the kids do practice. They practice once a week for that. Oh, okay. So they practice for... They essentially practice for a practice that's less formal than the actual practice. Right. But then they go, what they do is they play other teams that also like do the same thing too. So it's like you have a team, you have your own team or everybody's got the nice shirts that they all wear together that have like their numbers and the team name on them. And then they play other teams that also practice once a week, but it's, but it's just all for fun. It's co-ed. They, they just go out there, have a good time, but they play, they play to win, you know, because they're kids, they can't help but being competitive. Uh, but they, you know, they have a good time with it. Okay. So it's a less organized version of a game where people are not competitive. However, they're competitive anyway, and it's less formal, yeah. but they all wear uniform shirts and Right. It's not for the sake of competition, but there is a winner and a loser. Yes. Okay, that whole thing sounded like bullshit to me. It sounds like it's just games, right? Just games. It is games. But, but right. like, there's okay. a difference between that and then what my son does, which is travel soccer, which is a lot more. It's travel club soccer, so... He belongs to he belongs to our home club that then goes and travels to other towns where they play kids who are super serious and really love the game and they practice multiple times a week and they also practice with a trainer mm-hmm. who then they develop the skill sets and they really work on their endurance and it's it's a lot more serious and a lot more involving than just playing the recreational version. Oh. I don't I've never was able like as a kid my mother would never allow me to be in any team-based sports or any sports when i was a kid so i didn't actually discover this until i was old enough to discover this about myself but you did do karate though i did martial arts and stuff like that but that was that was my early teens and -hmm. what i found out in my early teens which is something i wish i found out as a child is i'm extremely competitive and I guess because it's martial arts, the stakes are just as high as a game, though. Right. L- losing just means you got the shit beat out of you. So you're not going to tell, you can't tell me, hey, we're going to have a wreck match between you and this other guy. It's just casual fun. You're going to fight this guy just for fun. I'm, 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 go- <laughs> I'm sorry. If I were the coach of a wreck team like you're talking about, I'm putting together a team that's going to slaughter them other kids, <laughs> right? 
I'm going to make sure they're getting sleep. I make sure that they're doing push-ups, sit-ups. I'm making sure they're doing sprints, sprints and dashes. And then we're going to show them and be like, hey, this is a great, great game. Those That other team, uh, you know, you eat those other kids on that other team up and they're going to win. And, and there's some people, every- there's some coaches that kind of take it to that level. I see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, they uh, c- certain people, because they only have their kids in rec, treat rec as though they need to they need to win at all costs. Right. But and I think but knowing, I think that's I think that's yeah. the mentality that everybody needs to go into. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> you know, my lovely wife used to box a lot, and then one time she got invited to train with this other girl who's getting ready for a fight. And the trainer is like, oh, you know, she sees my, he sees my wife wrapping her hands. He's like, oh, you don't need to do that. We're going to go real light. We're going to go and just, you know, go some light sparring. It's really informal. And, mm-hmm. and my wife believed it. And this guy, this fucking piece of shit, puts her in the ring with this other girl who's getting ready for a fight. And that other girl was going full bore sparring for a fight. Oh, no. And my wife wasn't ready for that, you know? But my wife being tough as I mean, don't don't get confused by the way my wife looks and the way my wife is. My wife is very pretty. She's petite. But she can fuck people up. <laughs> harshly. She's fast. She hits hard for someone who's 115 pounds. I'm talking hard. So I remember she didn't wrap her hands. The other girl had her hand wraps her hand ra- hands wrapped already. Mm. But after the first few punches, my wife realized that this other bitch is throwing hard. So my wife started going hard. The thing is, when my wife goes hard, she goes hard and she goes fast. Yeah. So she's dropping punches and bunches. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, oh calm down, calm down. So she'll slow it down. <laughs> she'll bring it back. And then this other girl's trying to tear her head off. And then my wife is really good with head movement. She's, you know, she has strong legs, so she's good at like up and down, moving up and down. Mm-hmm. lateral movement and then she starts piecing this bitch up and then all of a sudden everybody's like oh calm down calm down and my wife stopped listening at that point she was no there i wouldn't because yeah. because you were you were brought in under false pretenses too it's yeah. like i'm not gonna listen to you anymore yeah i can't trust you to begin with and she she just stopped listening and then she started laying into this other girl this other girl was 20 pounds 20 25 pounds heavier than my wife so then they were like, afterwards, they were like, oh, you know, she's got a fight coming up. You can't go hard like that. My wife was like, fuck you. She went hard on me. She didn't, if she doesn't want to get hit, she shouldn't be coming after me like that. Right. So that's something that, that, that happens a lot at boxing gyms though too. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll take someone and they'll just like lie to them or tell them something dishonest and be like, oh yeah, you know, they're just going to go light. And they just using that to boost the other person's ego, mm-hmm. you know, just like a feeder. But you picked the wrong person when you chose my wife because she will. I've seen her lay out a, hun- a full grown 165 pound man during sparring. One that, time. that being you. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I was her first trainer, may I say. Nice. But I remember, I think this was years ago. This definitely was years ago. This was like my first full solo teaching a class in kickboxing. And it was. I was teaching a kickboxing class and I remember this one dude didn't take her seriously and he's one of these guys that thinks he's just better than everybody type headset so when you put a small female in front of him he's not taking her seriously but for some reason he's still trying to tag her hard and I remember she gives people chances she'll be like take it easy and he went after her again, acting like he's not even trying. But then she, like I said, she's really good with her ducking and weaving and lateral mm-hmm. movement. I just remember she just ducked, stepped around, hit him with an uppercut and a hook, and bam, that was it. And I'm like, oh, no, he's going to cancel his class program now. <laughs> <laughs> That's lost revenue right there. Yeah. I'm like, that just cost us a student. <laughs> that knockout just cost yeah. us revenue. Because nothing nothing hurts a dude's ego when someone half your size who's a little cute little Asian girl lays you out. Right? Nothing I don't hurts know. Some ego. people some people pay for that privilege, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this isn't this wasn't that. So... 
But yeah, I don't yep. know how to play a non-competitive game if the game so- in itself so- is... Soccer ain't like that. Soccer is not about laying people out. I mean, that's... But see, that's the thing is that that's really what a lot of the difference is when you watch one of my son's games when he plays a travel and you watch a rec game is that they they are much, much more physical playing travel. Like the, the boys like will will push each other. They'll 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 go body up on each other. They'll be doing uh, slide tackles and things like that. So they will they will let they will really, you know, be physical out there. And they get a lot more fouls called out there, too. But the nature of the game is to be competitive. Right. That's like, I mean, what is the point of playing a game if not to win? It is. Yeah, it is that. But it is the point. But like, I mean, from because I have a I have a I assist coach. I don't not the head coach, but I assist. And the the particular the the philosophy of behind like usually what i'm involved in in recreational sports is that you know you, because you have such a wide gamut of skill sets like you have the ones that are super competitive that play travel and that really are invested in the sport and you have the ones that are just looking to do this for fun and some exercise and then there's some kids that the parents just want them to move so they just put them in a sport and they're like here go do this and they yeah, have but you're like also not telling much experience them, at all. You're telling them it's it's not a big deal if you don't win. If you, I never said that. I mean, just saying that, just saying that. You know, your primary goal is to just be out there, is to have fun and play your best. You know, just try to lose, mm. use what you learn, and hustle out there. Give it a hundred and ten percent. Like run. You know, we don't we don't like it when people are walking around. If you walk, we got other people on the bench that could come and replace you. Mm. You know, like we okay. could we could swap you out. Just play hard. But like we know that they can't play, you know that there's there's kids that are not going to be able to play to the same level as the other kids that are on the team. Oh, so I see. But they just I like to do it. best that they can. So you're basically saying you're, it's a, it's a it's a way of giving kids who suck a chance to play the game with people who don't suck. Right. Oh, as, as I'm that's saying, nice. like, there's a large there's a large group of of kids, and they're all from different you know backgrounds when it comes to their experience with the sport. Mm, so I see. That's good. Yeah. But they so. try to win though, right? Oh yeah, they always oh, try good. to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's good because it gives kids a way to gauge where they are in the skill level. Mhm. Right? So they can have goals. And right? usually so, like, you would you're find the... you would find a lot of like the kids tend to graduate then upwards if they really like love it and find an interest in it, then they say, "Okay, I want to go into travel and be more competitive." Mm. That's cool. I don't have kids and I was never in a team-based sport type thing. So I don't quite gra- grasp this, but that's cool. It's kind of like just getting together with your buddies and playing a pickup game of basketball or something. Right, right. And and, and I've been part of that too, uh, an over 30 league for basketball. And it's just basically like, let's try to organize this so that each person's on a team and we don't try to kill each other because we're all old. And then somebody mm-hmm. could break a hip, you know, if you're too physical or whatever. So it's just like, hey, let's have <laughs> let's have fun out there. And then immediately you could just tell when you're playing a pickup game and you're just like choosing sides or whatever. You just get together with a bunch of guys that is far more relaxed than when you are set yourself in a league. Even mm. though it's the same group of guys, you put yourself in a league and you get some jerseys on and you have a timekeeper and you have a ref there. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden that competitive instinct kicks in and you're like fuck these guys i'm gonna drop 30 points on them or like i'm i'm taking mm. this rebound or it's like i'm i'm hacking this dude because he's going through the lane i'm hacking him you know so he doesn't score you mm. know it's like it's like you, you just the competitive instinct kicks in yeah i suck at basketball yeah yeah i really suck at basketball i'm not that great either but i enjoy playing it so yeah i do i do too i bet you'd smoke me in basketball uh, I bet you, physically speaking, you could probably handle. Maybe you could handle me. What am I going to do though? Throw the ball at the basket and miss <laughs> nine out of nine times? You could probably you probably out rebound <laughs> and uh, and out hustle me. But right, you know. But that's what I'm saying. It won't make a difference because you might as well just let me rebound the ball. I'm going to shoot it and miss, and it's going to bounce <laughs> off that backboard and go right to you. So it's kind of like every time I like 
hustle for the ball. Just let, just let, just, every, just tell your team, guys, relax, relax. Watch what happens. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna try let to him, shoot. It's gonna let him shoot out there at five <laughs> feet gonna, away from the it's, rim. It's gonna hit the rim and hit me in the face. You know, I'll be all confused. You know, like, see, the ball's rolling right back to us. We didn't have to do anything. But yeah, I can hustle. I can hustle, but. I don't think I have the skill set for basketball. You need some. You need the the finesse and the the accuracy is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, but to... you know what will happen, and this has happened to me when I the very few times I played basketball in the past, mm-hmm. I'll throw some crazy wild shot that I'm thinking I have no business throwing, but then it'll just be nothing but net, and then I'll be like, yeah, the one <laughs> yep. shot in the whole game. I'm like, yep, that was me. Remember that one time, and then I'll feel like, wow, I am good, and then I'll immediately try again. And fail <laughs> for the next like ten times does not go yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is like you can't keep trying. Like so for me, when it comes to doing something, if I fail, I'm always going to keep going and going and going and going until I die of frustration or I make it. But you can't do that in a basketball game because the more you fuck up in basketball game, you're fucking up the team. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'll step back in that sense, and I'm okay. not going to keep fighting to score because I'm not doing, I'm not getting the job done. I'm probably screwing over the team. But if it's in like a a solo based thing where like doing a trick on a bicycle, Mm -hmm. I'll just keep doing it until I get it. And if I don't get it, I'll be really frustrated and angry about it. And then the next day I'm going to keep trying. Right. But I'll be the first to try the first to fail and I'll be the last to fail and continue to fail if I have to, but I'm going to get it done. Yeah, but not well, that's where you could that... find your you could kind of find your role on the pass because it, because it is a five person team. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, there's usually like maybe a a few good a few good players that can score all the time mm-hmm. that are really good at like let's say one on one situations or good shooting the ball, and you could occupy that spot of like the Dennis Rodman of the team or like the Ben Wallace, the guy that can't shoot or score for anything. But let's say just all all it does is like has a nose for the ball, just goes and tears down rebounds, and then passes it to the the other people on the team. Oh, know? I and can just and then plays pass, defense, can, plays hard defense, like because like yeah. defense, all you have to do is just stay in front of the guy that you're guarding, right? And and just make sure that they're covered and and kind of anticipate where they may be dribbling or passing the ball next. So well, that I could definitely do. because yeah, I you could I have, be a role I'm, player. Yeah, I'm good at pivoting and moving and moving side to side and stuff like that because of footwork for from fighting and stuff. But don't ask me to throw the ball at the at the <laughs> net. I, I just don't have that kind of finesse or skill set. Actually, a couple of years ago, we went away and rented this really huge mansion, Airbnb, just for vacation. And it had a basketball hoop. And That's cool. My, yeah. So my, video, my wife videotaped me dropping some buckets right that's what they call it right dropping right. Some buckets and if you watch the video there's like three 30 second clips of me just whoosh, and then hitting nothing but net what i don't tell everybody is that's like the course of like three and a half hours and those are the only three <laughs> that i actually hit you had the camera set up on a tripod and it was just like for yeah. hours on end recording she that. was actually was like, like yes, can finally you, got can, it She's recording. She's like, can you actually hit one this time? And I think I hit, did a total of three and I had to like cut cut those parts out. And then out of like an entire like four million hours, there's only like 20 seconds of me hitting net. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. But those, but that's the part that made Instagram. Right. Those are the parts I didn't show. I don't think anybody would at all enjoy watching an hour's worth of me missing then getting frustrated and like throwing the ball as hard as I can at the net definitely won't go in then, you know, slamming it, you know, throwing it against the backboard as hard as I can. And then one ball went over the backboard and nice. I couldn't retrieve it because it went into the woods and uh, yeah. And that was it. That was that the was end. That, that was lost, it that lost your deposit on the Airbnb. No, just, just on the basketball. I don't think we told <laughs> just on the, the basketball. I don't think we told the guy. I mean, it's still there. It's just I'm not going to go into this. Like, it's it's still on the property, dude. Come on, somewhere. Yeah, I just not gonna. I didn't take it with me. I didn't steal it with the bath towels I stole. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to crawl through all the shrubbage and stuff to retrieve the ball because there might be like bugs and ticks and stuff, poison ivy and whatnot. Yeah. Did you hear about these new bugs that that are apparently like killing crops and stuff like that? 
Are you talking about the spotted lanternfly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all know about those in Jersey, man. We've been flooded with them. You've been killing them all? Oh, yeah. I've been uh, maliciously. My really? my brother had bought a uh, a, a assault gun, like not I a seen SS, those. a you. It's 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 a gun that you load with salt and you yeah. shoot it at insects and then it's it like a shotgun. Yeah, it just makes them go like disappear. It's That's uh, terrible. I want to get one of those. <laughs> but see, the thing is, you're supposed to kill those spotted lantern flies on site. So you you kind of just like, well, if I got to do it, might as well do it in style, you know? Yeah, I I've killed. That's not true. I've seen about three or four of them today, and I, I didn't personally kill them. I had somebody kill them. <laughs> like, there's That's your style. Bug. It's like it's like let me uh, let me give this to somebody else. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm like, listen. There's a kill that bug, and then I have I have the guys I work with kill them. I just I don't want to do it. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. To me, it's I know that the bugs cause a lot of problems and stuff like that, but I don't know. Like, I get that they chew stuff and kill stuff right like they poop and they caught the poop causes damage well the their main source of sustenance that's the, that's the reason why they're not very so like so like they don't really bother animals or humans that much they derive most of their sustenance from sucking like the the sap out of like trees like hardwood mm. trees and vines so i think really i've heard it in a couple of contexts where the wineries are nervous because they like the vines so that they'll go and attack the grape vines and then the the grape vines will be less hardy during the winter and then they'll end up getting killed off and then by the spring nothing's happening oh. so so that's why i've heard it in the context because it said it's has said before in the information that i've read on like the new jersey agriculture website i i did some digging around on this because i started seeing them in my backyard and i'm like why are they just i, I need to report this right as somebody i could report to and you can report it and I, they had said it's it's kind of like they affect commercially, uh, you know, important crops. Mm. So I, I think that might mean wineries possibly. So, mm. um, but yeah, I, I I had no idea actually because they they show you pictures of what they look like as an adult. Never seen what they look like when they're like the nymph with like the little the smaller stages. And I had in the spring a whole bunch of them on a tree that I cleared out in the front yard. And I didn't, because they didn't mess with me, I was just like, I'll leave you guys alone. You guys like kind of look cool with your black and white speckles. You look, you're, you're fine. I'll leave you alone. Didn't realize that those were them, but like the younger version of them. And I let them all live. And I was like, oh man, I feel bad about this. I should have killed them. Well, but... I mean, I actually lied. I actually killed two of them myself the other day. I was walking and it just literally landed in my path and mm-hmm. I didn't feel good about it, but I just stepped on it on purpose. Yeah. There was a, there was one that was actually in the grocery store. I heard a kid go, ah! like, like, you know, just all of a sudden just like scream, like, cause they just mm. saw it just like on the floor and my daughter goes, walks over to it and just like kills <laughs> it for the kid. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's just like protecting him. It's like, God, die. I don't know. I just, I just feel it's just kind of cruel. Like they're telling people in the news just to kill these things. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it's, I, I know, I understand it's a nuisance and stuff, but like they didn't really do anything wrong. They're not meaning to do anything wrong. Right. Maybe this is like, this is like preconditioning for us to like attack bigger things. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe this is like propaganda to like make us then just like, oh, well, remember those uh, spotted lantern flies? Well, I guess. Guess what's next on the list of animals that uh, zombies? You know, it's like it's like they're, they're preparing they're conditioning. Us... They're exactly, they're preparing us to to destroy bigger things. I suppose mm. I don't know. So, or or, or but, they just don't want their wine. They just don't want anything fucking with their wine. Yeah, because God God forbid anything else increases in price. It's like all of a sudden wine just becomes astronomically expensive, more so than it is already, and you've got. You know, normal $5 wine is now like $50 because all of the crops died because of spotted lantern flies. Right. They should make a wine company called the Spotted Lantern. <laughs> I'm sure somebody right. else has thought of it already. I, I, I get a lot of them in the pool, actually. They fly in the pool. And, and those stupid, those stupid little fuckers, they just end up just 
they can't figure out their way to get out of the pool. They just land in it, and then they just they get end up getting sucked into the filter, and then I just end up cleaning them out of the filter basket. So oh, so the, you're doing your part without even trying. Uh, without even trying, apparently. Everybody so. should just get an in-ground swimming pool with a filter. <laughs> That's the best solution to these spotted lantern flies. Yeah, apparently so. They're actually very like pretty and colorful bugs, though, aren't they? They are. They are. And they're, they're tough to kill when they just land on something because they're very quick at being able just to kind of spring away. So really? you have to, yeah, to, they're, they're today not alone. easy. Today alone, I've seen three of them get stomped on, no problem. And then like yeah. the other day, I stomped on one. And then the second one, I swatted with those stupid fly swatters that if you push a button, it supposedly fries them. It looks like a tennis racket. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got like the it's got like the battery with it, so it like zaps yeah. them at the same time. But I I smacked that motherfucker with a backhand, and it went <laughs> flying, right? And I sw I I swung as hard as I could, and when I hit it, I I could feel the you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I saw the bug go flying. Then only after I realized that it was a spotted lantern fly. But I'm 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 exactly like you. I don't if I try to keep peace with all of the animals in the yeah. animal kingdom, including insects too. You know, if you're not messing with me, if you're not like terrorizing my kids in 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 the house with like a spider or something like that, I will. I've even taken stuff outside, like like bugs at work or whatever. Yeah. Oh, could you take? All right, I'll take that stink bug. I'll like let it free outside, whatever. But like the fact that you could actually that you're encouraged to destroy the spotted lantern flies, right. yeah, it it kind of count, cuts counter to my natural exactly. But like, but like, I kind of still enjoy it somewhat. So when I go for <laughs> when I go for walks and stuff with my wife, and we see like like after a rain, for some reason, all the earthworms they come up and they hang out on the sidewalk. Yeah. But then they get stuck there when it starts to dry. So whenever mm -hmm. we see that, my wife always makes me put it back in the grass. Or if we see like the what are those bugs that turn into balls? They look like armored balls. Oh, it's like I call them like pill bugs or something. Yeah, like they're like little grubs or something or whatever. Yeah, like if we see one of those, she makes me put them into the shrubs and stuff like that. Right. So everything mm -hmm. like if we're walking down. I remember we spent too, way too much money on a squirrel that got hit by a car just for him to be euthanized, but his lower half of the body was paralyzed. So we, she's like, we got to do something for this squirrel. So I took him to the, the bird rescue in, on the How did you find the squirrel? You the hit squirrel the, you... Was, no, no. We saw the squirrel crawling around on the ground. Oh, jeez. Just the really? upper half. Yeah, I mean, it was oh. still... But the lower half was just not moving. So we had to figure out what to do. So I remember we took a broomstick and he started fighting the broomstick, squeaking and squeaking. It was just... I felt so bad because the squirrel was really cute. Squirrels are really cute. But the, mm. the, the squeaking he was making was like he was fighting for his life. I felt so bad. We put him in a box. We took him to the, the bird rescue on the Upper West Side in New York City. And they're like, he got hit by a car. He's paralyzed from the waist down. And his two front teeth were broken. Oh, gee. Yeah. And then I remember I was like, well, my wife was like, we can't leave him here because... He's going to get, like, attacked by another animal. It's going to be a worse death. Maybe they can do something for him. So we took him there, and we donated about 100 bucks because we looked around, and they do all kinds of stuff for animals. You know what I mean? Okay. And they eventually had to just euthanize the squirrel. And I felt really no. bad. I'm like, this sucks. Like, this is his only way out. So, like, when it comes to things like that, my my wife is always like, hey, pick up that worm and put him in the grass or pick up the Raleigh, the roly pill bug and put him in the grass and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like you said, just to suddenly do the exact opposite where we're going to see a bug and immediately, let's go squish him. Mm -hmm. It goes against my nature. Like, even when my wife is not there, like, if I'm at work and stuff like that, I'll be like, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. And then I'll pick up the bug and put it somewhere else. Not because I personally want to, but I feel like my wife is not there, but if she were, she would want me to do that. You know what I mean? She's yeah. not with, you know, she's, she's working, she's not here, but if she were here, or rather if she knew that I just left the bug to die, she'd make that sad face that makes me feel guilty. And then I would <laughs> say to myself, I wish I didn't tell her about the bug that I left Why won't she pick it up? She doesn't want to touch the bug. She doesn't want to touch it? No, she doesn't want to touch a bug. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm there for. Right? 
I suppose so. Right. I, but I felt I feel like at that point though it should be up to you. It's just like I decide whether or not the bug lives or dies because I'm sorry, you know, you are married, right? Yes, I am. Right. So right. so you do know what happens if like your wife is like, oh, pick up that bug and put it somewhere safe, and you say no. Actually, my wife is encouraged. Usually encourages me to do the opposite. It's like, fucker. <laughs> I can't look at it anymore. I can't. Yeah. I can't bear to know it exists in this world. No. You must kill it. No, I'm like, you no, know no, what? No, let me is... let me save it. Let me put it outside. It's like, no, my alert. My wife is the reason why I've developed a very compassionate side. <laughs> like, I'll catch a spider in the house and then I'll put him outside. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I'll do it when she, even when she's not around, when she's at work and I'm at work, I'll do it just because she she that's what she wants me to do. So I'll do it. On that note, though, we got to kill the episode because I have a. Uh... Back to well, school night to head well, to. Let's, let's just put it outside. We don't have to kill Let's it. just put it outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you enjoy your back to school thing. And I just want to say, I'm, I'm so glad I don't have to go to that. It sounds like a lot of non-fun. But in you any event... You get to go back to school again. Yay! Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I got to get to bed soon because I wake up super early. But mm-hmm. episode number 135, folks. Thanks for joining us. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky. Potamus.